0: Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at SentFromDisneyland or on my website, SentFromDisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons Tania, Eric Daniels, Monica Seitz Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons series inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, and Ben and Noel Bruning, B-Ticket Patron, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voitlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, the All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fiches Delectores. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. Front of our first postcard has fireworks exploding over Sleeping Beauty Castle. If you look closely, you can see King Arthur's carousel through the drawbridge. On the back, it reads, "Fantasy in the Sky," brilliant fantasy in the sky fireworks burst over Disneyland Castle every summer evening as part of the show at Disneyland After Dark. It's not postmarked, but dated September first, nineteen sixty-two, with no cancel and no postage stamp. I assume they visit the park on Saturday, September first, when park hours were from nine a.m. to one a.m. The weather was a high of 84 and a low of 63. Parkettons that day was 44,660. It's not addressed, but likely sent in an envelope based on the good condition of the postcard. It reads, September 1st, 1962 We saw Tinkerbell fly and fireworks over the castle tonight at 9pm. The children took a nap so they could stay up late. Don, Ann, Herb, Vicky, Stephen, and Marty. I recently acquired some Disneyland line magazines slash newsletters. While looking through one, I found an interesting article about Tinkerbell's flight from the Matterhorn during the fireworks. The article was in a 1985 issue, and the technology has changed over time. Now Tinkerbell and other characters have much more control over their flights above the castle. Gina DeMarco, who was good friends with Tinkerbell, had 10 years of experience with the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus before joining Disneyland. There are two other assistants who help Tinkerbell launch from the 5-foot diameter platform, 147 feet above the ground. Both assistants are attached to the Matterhorn to prevent them from flying off with Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is attached to a 5-eighths of an inch diameter cable to assist her direction when flying the 610-foot-long path down past the castle and onto another platform. For reference, 5-eighths of an inch is about the size of a penny. To assist Tinkerbell's landing, there are more assistants at the end of Tinkerbell's journey with a soft mattress. The entire performance is about 30 seconds, and Tinkerbell would fly around 13 miles per hour. Although the fireworks may be canceled because of weather, Tinkerbell was always ready for a performance. Occasionally, wind would affect her speed, and the stats of each show were kept. Her time, from start to finish, could range from as fast as 22 seconds or a slow of 45 seconds. The article even notes that once, Tink stopped 30 feet shy of the landing zone, but Tink knew how to make up the difference. It is also noted that the flight is the shortest show at Disneyland, but watched by the largest number of guests on any given day. There was one unsafe situation that stopped Tinkerbell's flight. Earlier in the day, a balloon had been accidentally released and was attached to Tink's cable. Her performance was canceled for that night, and a crew came by to cut the balloon down before the next day. I got a preview of the stamps that Enfield Post will be selling this Sunday for her special flash sale. The 13-cent chipmunk stamp is a lot like the raccoon stamp I bought a few months ago. It's important to keep up on our Instagram sales, or you can head over to EnfieldPost.com to explore all the different vintage postage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Scent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has more fireworks over Sleeping Beauty Castle. You can see the ivy, which has grown up on the castle walls over the years. On the back, it reads, Fantasy in the Sky. Brilliant Fantasy in the Sky fireworks burst over Disneyland Castle every summer evening as part of the show in Disneyland After Dark. It's postmarked July 13, 1974 with a United States Postal Service cancel and a light maroon 8-cent Eisenhower postage stamp, Scott number 13.95. I assume they visit the park on Friday, July 12th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 82 and a low of 61. It's addressed to a Mrs. Grace Ring Sage of Portland, Oregon. It reads, July 13th. Dear Mother, We had a big day at Disneyland and saw the fireworks at night. Fantastic. Just like a fairyland. Today, we went to Oliveria, Mexican Street. And tonight, we will go to Hollywood Bowl to hear Gershwin music. Love, Bonnie. Before we dive into the Disneyland history, I wanted to talk about the stamp on this postcard. I have a lot of 1970s postcards with the six and 8th cent Eisenhower postage stamp, but this one looked a little different. I learned that there were multiple versions which collectors will search for based on the condition and print of the stamp. This one, being printed in claret or light maroon, is not uncommon. There are some that are worth more that are misprinted or missing colors or offset. Looking at the back page of this Disneyland line, there is a page called Wheeling and Dealing, with listings for vehicles, housing, etc. for sale. There's even an image of Chip and Dale trading a peanut over an empty peanut shell. Some of the car ads include a 1972 Pinto for $800, a non-operational 69 VW bus for $650, or a 1982 Honda Nighthawk for just over $1,000. Most of the housing ads range around $300 for a room and boast a short 15-minute walk to the park. The miscellaneous for sale section includes a few pianos, a movie poster collection with over a 1,000 posters including some Disney posters, a band called The Guys looking for a bass guitar player, and a few ads looking for old copies of Disneyland Line magazines, America Sings memorabilia, and Disney pins and buttons. There is also a $400 or best offer for a wedding dress, never worn, and a queen-size waterbed for $75. This postcard also talked about going to see a Gershwin concert at the Hollywood Bowl. I couldn't find any specifics about that concert, but also appearing in that venue the week after this postcard was sent was The Grateful Dead on July twenty first, 1974. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, our ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9pm Eastern, 6 Pacific. I miss Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by paper artist Russ Romano, where Kristen was doing some fun white ink drawings on black postcards. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has the Mark Twain passing by Cascade Peak. On the back, it reads Mark Twain, Rivers of America. Homeward bound from a trip around the frontier rivers of America, the sternwheeler Mark Twain churns by the thundering falls of Cascade Mountain. It's postmarked July 31, 2021, with a Kansas City cancel and a Red Barn Forever Postcard postage stamp, Scott number 5547. It reads, Hi Clocky, my uncle found this postcard in an antique store in Columbus, Ohio. It travels from Kansas to California. Hope you're having an enjoyable summer. Best, Carrie." At Letters to Carrie. Thank you so much for the postcard, Carrie. I think about that when I take old postcards or photos back to the park. The journey that these vintage postcards and photos have had must be incredible. I've picked up photos from different antique shops around the US and purchased some on eBay, so who knows where they've trekked to and from. It's fun to know that I have postcards that have made it all the way across the country and back to be photographed at Disneyland once again. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a 5-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent from Disneyland, PO Box 44, Hood, California. 95639 This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.